0: good thing i have pants on too in a world of divisiveness
1: we bring you diversity in a world of hate we bring you love in a world of
2: fear we inspire you to live and now laughing loving and alive with your hosts rain thomas elmer j howard and dr kevin
3: like to thank the Academy for uh, voting for my film. And I'd like to, you know, thank all the little people who helped me to get here.
0: And I am Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> it's time for Pee Wee's Playhouse.
1: <laughs> I am Aeros.
0: Ooh, god that sounds love. like love.
1: I am the god of love. Ooh, sparkle upon you today, love's opportunity.
0: Ooh, that sounds like a guest we have hidden in the background. <laughs> love is in the air. Love is in Every the song, air. Song.
1: Okay. <laughs> So to our laughing, loving, and alive audience, you are going to be meeting our guest immediately who is going to have to run off a little early tonight. And so what we normally, not that we're ever really normal, normally do at the beginning of the show, we're going to do at the end of the show. So would you like to start talking about today's guest? Tell me well, all about him. As the god of love, I have to see if I'm approved. I approve what he does.
0: Well, I think the god of love came to you first and then I got the god of love on the phone. And Tall is a really interesting guy. I mean, there's this artificial intelligence app And and if I'm not wrong, I believe it's ourlove.co or .com. But Tal can tell you all about it. All I know is that he's created this app that shoots arrows when you're not looking like Cupid. And then the next thing you know, you're in love. I could be wrong, though. But he's here to tell me. Up the other way, he's there (laughs) (laughs) to tell me. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to get your... Very white thing going on with our guest, tall and tall. I'm not going to try to mess up your name. I think it's Lotnitsky, but I could be wrong again.
2: You're not. You you nailed it. That was that was beautifully and perfectly said. Thank you. Of course. Welcome to the show, my friend. Well, thank you for having me on. It's it's so much fun. I'm 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 already amused and entertained. So it's a great <laughs> start. <laughs> you
0: hey, ain't seen no. nothing
1: yet. Just like uh, Cupid's arrows, we aim to please.
0: Well, you know what? C- I'm C- Cupid turn aims to turn this hit, over to them. The
2: Walmart,
0: so. I'm turning it over to them, to the, to the love guys up there. I mean, what do I know about love? I've only been married, I don't know, what, 26 years? So what do I know about love? So Dr. Kevin, The first Elmer. assumption
1: is love and marriage go together like just because you've been married for 26 years doesn't mean you know jack about love
2: this is true and That's just, what don't I mean. forget it, it it's an institute you can't disparage at least al bundy taught us
0: that.
1: what's the old line you know um the thing about marriage being an institution is who wants to spend their life in an institution
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> or being institutionalized, is what right. I've heard. So you have a, an app.
1: The world is all about apps today. Um, of course, I come from a generation where apps were like shrimp cocktail with spicy, you know, like with the spicy sauce. But well, now this it's is a spicy
0: sauce. Spicy
1: <laughs> on this, huh? The cocktail sauce. This-
0: Yeah, this is a spicy sauce. We're
1: getting into. That's what I'm saying is that you know it sounds like the spicy sauce, red in color, you know the color of love supposedly. Um, We have our dot love app. So, what made you interested in your? What made you interested in love that you made you want to do? An app about love. And do we have to make sure your wife isn't
2: listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a wife. And it's actually what got me interested in it. I, I had, uh, I've been coming out of a uh, 20, 22 year relationship, a 20 year marriage. And I felt like a failure at it. I felt like a failure at love. And, uh, you know, technology has been deployed to help us improve a lot of things in our lives, uh, whether it's uh, controlling our weight or. Uh, our exercise routine, or or listening to uh, meditations, or podcasts, but technology uh, had not been used yet to help us love the one we're with. And uh, as someone that has failed at love, uh, I took a great interest in the topic of uh, relational well-being, and uh, it started with a, uh, uh, a a deep learning curve because I certainly didn't consider myself an expert. I still wouldn't consider myself an expert, but I think I've learned a lot. And what I mainly learned was that relational wellness is very well understood by science. It's not well understood by people. Um, and it's still being practiced very similarly to how it was practiced 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, which is that love is not understood very well. To the extent that you're trying to that you're trying to get uh more fam- better educated about love, you find content in a very similar way that that you would have found it in a in a party with uh where cocktails were apps, right? Which is in books or in magazines. Uh, technology has not been used well. And so the idea of using technology for what it does very, very well, which is help us organize our lives and be more focused and more structured in our efforts really appealed to me as someone that was a software guy. My, my you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, a serial entrepreneur and i started multiple software companies. And uh, it seemed like a great potential opportunity to impact a lot of lives. And um, I've been very, very blessed to bring some people on the journey. And, and here we are. It's been about a year. And here we are with a, with a product in the marketplace that we're really excited about and, and a lot more to come.
1: So tell me, so first of all, so uh, you understand um, a little where, where my questions are getting ready to come from is I, mm-hmm. I've been in practice for 32 years as a spiritual coach, counselor, and catalyst. And I've done in that time thousands and thousands of hours of couples counseling. So uh, you're definitely, it sounds like, first of all, this is not a matchmaking app. This is not about meeting somebody. This is you are in the relationship and this app is going to help you teach you how to be better in that relationship am i first of all am i correct about that
2: you are you are exactly right um there are lots of apps out there to help you meet people we're not one of
1: them yep so i wanted to make that delineation right up front from our uh, for our for our audience because you know you have to have had the experience tal that's the first place people are going to go when you start talking about yeah. like a love app okay they go to one or two places You know, either it's matchmaking or porn. So we want to to delineate you as a completely unique thing in the marketplace. As far as I've heard, I am not aware of any other app that's trying to do this particular thing. Um, Now, app has to have content. Where is your content coming from that you are basing these recommendations?
2: Yeah, great question. So uh, one of the first things we did is recruit a, uh an incredible team of scientists to help us make sure that whatever we were promoting had its uh, foundation in solid science. So Dr. Richard Safir is the chief medical director of health and wellbeing at Johns Hopkins University, uh, was one of the first people I recruited to join the journey. Uh, He is a member of the board of directors and the head of our science team. And he recruited a number of incredible scientists, including Dr. Jim Cohn from the University of Virginia, who was a close disciple of uh, Dr. Gottman's uh, and Dr. Leanne Campbell, who is a co-author with Sue Johnson, who I'm sure you've heard of. Not to throw names at your audience, but these are very, very well-respected relationship uh, scientists who are considered the, by many the godfather and godmother of relationship science. Uh, and so we've got both their both their philosophies integrated into the product. And our content is currently largely procured by us, so our science team's procuring the content. But we are not a boring science app, right? And no offense to uh, to people that love science, I uh, I don't happen to be one of them. Uh, we really believe that in order to be impactful, what we needed to do was make it fun. And so we built an app that is a couple verse. It's essentially a game. And within that game, you can have a lot of fun with your partner, but also learn about seven really critical love skills that we believe that if you understand and know how to practice them and know when to reach for them, you're gonna be more impactful in your relationships. Um, and did we lose Kevin? Did I bore him to death? Is that would have <laughs> happened here?
0: in five seconds what happened is he using your app i need to know these i don't things. know
2: yeah
0: <laughs> he'll be back in a minute
2: <laughs> all right
0: i hear him
3: right no that was actually somebody else but i did just text him so we'll see if okay he, if he's up oh, he's back uh, all right you bring him back, he's back all right there he is i don't know my
1: yeah, cat you fell out, out of your
2: chair off. what happened there <laughs>
1: It was something you said, Tall.
2: <laughs> something I said. Well, it often it often is. It's uh, yeah.
1: So, um, so what I hear because you know you keep on saying scientists, and obviously, people are much more likely to be looking at, you know, what they would think of as maybe psychologists or counselors or people in the relationship game. Um, for advice on how to how to to build relationship skills um not scientists i mean you say scientists i think so you watch two lab rats and you saw which ones you know uh, <laughs> made it at the end of the day and you said oh well if you did the circle this way and that way so tell me about these games
2: sure so the, the, first of all, I just want to emphasize that these are scientists who are rooted in in, in romantic relationship uh, and have devoted their careers to that discipline, and I've left several off. I, I didn't mention them all, but uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our chief product scientist, which is Dr. Larry McCullough, uh, whose expertise is in the impact of childhood trauma on adult communication and relationships, which we think is a really critical piece. On the gaming side, look, the app is in, in, is in and of itself a game. So as you enter the app, you're actually in a virtual home. We call it a couple verse. And the idea is we actually try to address two things at once. We think that the, the, the primary challenges in relationships for most people are, one, we don't know the vocabulary. We don't know how to even think about a relationship properly. For the most part, I'm sure you do, obviously, Dr. Kevin, but for a lot of people, words like curiosity in the context of a relationship are not words that register. And when... When you fail to have the right vocabulary, you really can't change your mindset. So if you're interested in a better relation with your partner, one really critical step first is to understand even what you need to know. And then from that point forward, be able to practice that. So uh, acquiring that knowledge is really, really important to us. And, and at the same time, we realize that if we board people to death, and there are some apps in the marketplace, they're not, uh, you know, I, I don't consider them direct competitors per se, because they are, I would say, more hardcore science. And they're really designed for people who are in deep relational difficulties, which is actually not our audience. Our audience are people who are pretty much in normative relationships. Possibly relationships have gotten a little bit tired. Maybe they're not having as much fun, and they want to have more fun and enjoy each other more, and feel closer and feel more in love. So on the game side, the app itself is a virtual home. In this home, as you engage with our content, you earn love coins. And you can use those love coins to redecorate your home. You can use those love coins to buy gifts for your partner. A lot of those are gag gifts. Uh, You can use uh, love coins in time to actually buy real merchandise. So we're about to announce a major partnership, the major, uh, very prominent brand that's going to uh, begin to accept Love Coins as, uh, for discounts on, on merchandise that, that a lot of people who are in relationships will, I think, find very appealing. Um, uh, other games in the app include a very fun game uh, called Talk to Me, uh, where you and your partner, you can pick a topic, you can have a conversation of your choosing, and there's a bouquet of flowers on the screen. And the, the bouquet of flowers is part of our Audio Detection AI, which is listening for tone, and it's listening for proper communication hygiene, not words. It actually actually does not understand words. It understands tone. And if your conversation is going well, you're doing well, the bouquet blossoms. If you're doing poorly, it wilts. And in time, we're going to have a lot more games that are going to be more what I would call traditional games that are just designed to have uh, you and your partner have fun. But the idea right now in the early going to the app version 1.0, which is in the app store as, at our.love on both uh, iOS and Android, is really designed to give people foundational skills. One of the really key things that we're really proud of and that we think is really important is to give pe- people a benchmark about where they are in their relationship. A lot of people, including myself in my long marriage, did not know where we were and don't know where they are. Uh, and, and I don't mean just in general. You may know we're doing generally well or generally not so well. I mean very specifically in very specific areas of love that are very important, whether it's appreciation or accountability or quality time or support. Uh, And we help people by giving them an opportunity to see in real time in the app a score that represents their and their partner's composite score for where they think their relationship stands in every one of these skills. So I'm answering a question you didn't ask, so I'm gonna pause and give you a chance to jump in (laughs) in your own show. Take the show, Dr. Kevin, it's yours. (laughs) Run with it.
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, And I know that our plan is uh, to, because I know that you have someplace to be tonight um, and uh, I wanna be respectful of your time and I know we're planning on having you back. I'm going to challenge Rain who is in a 26 year relationship and I'm in a relationship as well um, to try the app before we have you on and to see where we are. Now, Elmer can try the app with his Oscar statue or his cat, whichever one he chooses. Um, but I think it would be interesting to have more uh, familiarity with Kind of what you're doing, um, I'm hearing. I'm hearing that the AI is 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 listening to the tones of the voices, and that's how they're determining the openness of the conversation. Am I understanding that correctly?
2: That's right. I mean, it's one component, right? So this is the relationship house. You're literally seeing it. You're seeing at the very top my girlfriend, Susan, and myself. You can see kind of the state of our – sorry, I'm trying to see where to put it on the screen so it's not too bright. Susan, as an example, is indicating that her day is going very well, which I can also see through the back window, right? So one of the things that the app does is allows us to communicate our mood with a partner. But, yeah, that game, which is right here, and I'm going to just start it up so that we can actually see it in action. Um, As you have the conversation, that bouquet of flowers, unfortunately, it's only hearing me. And it's not hearing you because you're in my ears. But that bouquet of flowers, as you can see, is reacting to the tone of my voice. And it's based on a question. Uh, and there are going to be a, a list of questions. And as you go through the questions, um, which vary on, we have over 9,000 topics, you and your partner can, can experience the bouquet of flowers either blooming or not based on a combination of the tone of your voice, based on your listening skills. And I'll give you an example of how people... Uh, Sometimes don't listen very well. A lot of times if you're in a conversation, not Kevin, you know this well, people interrupt each other or as the moment one person finishes, the next person begins to speak. And that's an indication that you really were not being very curious. You weren't listening very hard. You really were waiting for an opportunity to jump in and say whatever it is that you have to say. And that's best case scenario. That's if you actually waited for the other person to finish. Oftentimes we don't even do that. The app listens for what we call communication hygiene. Are you even are you even structuring your conversation in a way that's designed to give you a chance to have the kind of communication you and your partner want to have? And that may not seem like all that much fun, but it's a lot more fun once you know how to do it once you know how to do it well.
1: Well, I think that I I, I don't know how much now or in the future um this will be able to um, form itself around the couple that's using it. But I know that like when I'm working with a couple, if I, you know, I will create the reality of if you see this person coming in or you hear this tone of voice that, you know, and you know that they're here, then your best way to move forward is to go here until we can bring it back into balance sometimes i call it you know like if you can see that they're triggered in the emotional i need you to go into the rational i need you to understand that any attempt of like fixing it or any attempt at personalizing that they're triggered is only going to ratchet it up and and explode it out and so i i will give couple specific things and i think that it's interesting i love the idea that sometimes and if and it frustrates Uh, you know, like one half of a couple when they'd be like, well, I would like the other person to ask better questions. Well, but they don't know how to ask better questions. So I would have to look at the questions on the app to, to, you know, give you what my, my view is as somebody that's been in the field for a long time of these are great questions, but at least they give the person the questions that they can ask who that may just not be their skill set that may not be their communication skill set to know what questions to ask
2: um that that's right I, I i'll say a couple of things and and i think that they're both uh they're both relevant right so what, one is that only one in five couples will actually go to therapy uh during their marriage and on average people wait six years uh and so a lot of what this is about is is trying to democratize access to relational well-being um you know we have different conversations. So you can have a conversation such as rediscovering one another or different conversations around different topics, grow together, et cetera. So there are lots of different conversations you can have about different topics. But the important thing is we are trying to give people who are either, for one reason or another, uh, maybe they're in a relationship with where one or both people don't believe. And I, I happen to be a big believer in therapy, but not, in, not every uh, household has two people who are willing to go to therapy. There are also some people who go to therapy, unfortunately, not to get well, but to get confirmation that they are right and that their partner is the problem. Um, there are people who can't afford therapy, as you know, Dr. Kevin, it's not cheap. And if you don't have insurance, it could be very pricey. So The idea that I started with, and then my partner, Tanya Koppen Fox, who is a healthcare executive, uh, the two of us really came at this from a place of wanting to make uh, relational well-being affordable and accessible to as many people as possible so that so that these skills that you teach in, in, in a setting uh, can be accessed by people who maybe are not in, in, in you know, uh, visiting you or visiting other professionals. And yet they are keenly interested in having more and better love. They're keenly interested in being more understood, and being more appreciated. Um, they may not know, as an example, that a big challenge in their relationship is that they're not asking good questions. Uh, and we can help them with that. Uh, or they may not know that their partner feels that they're not uh, getting the right support. Um, that's something that we can help so So the idea here is how do we take um, technology, which is very good at organizing things and structuring things and measuring things and counting things, and leverage that not not to replace a conversation or or a, the, the the real life relationship that that people need to have, but to enable more and better communication that's hopefully going to lead to better understanding so ultimately the objective is put people in a place where they're not defensive they are uh not feeling judged uh and they have some tools they can work with to improve while having fun that's kind of the the gist of the app if you will
1: oh i i I already feel judged by those wilting flowers. I'm talking to the flowers <laughs> and they're judging me. Oh, my God. Oh, my neurosis is up. Um, <laughs> I think that... I hear you. <laughs> so, originally from New York?
2: Originally from Israel, actually, but from uh, from the Northeast.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have the pattern. That's not a Floridian talking style. (laughs) That's um, true. ah, Okay.
0: Now, I have a question, Dr. Kevin, before, since you put me to the challenge. Um, Tal, (laughs) will my husband also have to do this with me, or is this just, how does this work? Because I'm looking at it now. I want to make sure I get this right before I bring you on, and Dr. Kevin gets both of us with the love
2: bug. That's great. So it's a great question. Um, You may find, so first of all, you don't have to have your partner in the app with you and you don't even have to have a partner. Uh, So even though it is an app for couples and it is an app to teach you how to love, there are going to be people who are going to want to come into this app and download it and engage with it themselves and not bring their partner in yet, uh, which I think is fine. I think it's appropriate to sometimes just kick the tires and see what's there. Uh, But it is designed ultimately to be a game or an engaged uh, app where you and your partner are there together. And you're sharing your moods. You're sharing words of appreciation. You're seeing what they're working on. They're seeing what you're working on. Um, you can play games. You can have fun. Um, so it, it is designed for you and your partner to be in it together, but it does not require you to to, to start there.
0: Okay. And, and His you know what? My husband hates games.
2: Yeah. So. Well, you know what? And he doesn't have to play. I mean, that's okay. if, 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 the idea of this app, by the way. Is and I started talking about it. The reason we built it the way that we built it with this couple verse is we're trying to solve two problems. One is that people are not, are not feeling enough love, in, in my view, and, and so to bring people close together. The other is that in the world we live in today, a huge part of our lives is occurring online. And while we have a home we share with our significant other in the real world, we have not had a place, a single place, where we and our partner can, collab, can come together in the virtual world. So the objective of our love is to make this a hub. This is where you can share content, share photos, share songs, share videos, Uh, and engage in relational well-being, and keep your finger on your relational pulse. And if you're a gamer, which not everyone is, play some games. And if you like to design, design your virtual home. I mean, the idea is to give people options. Not everyone's going to use everything. What we do think people will use, and what what I am personally uh, very bullish about, is a tracker, right? Being able to tell where you and your partner are in real time, in your relationship, based on your and your partner's feedback, across a number of really critical things. and my, my girlfriend and I are doing quite well on a lot of things and our trends are up. Uh, and it's because, frankly, in the process of building this app, um, I learned a lot about it. I was very fortunate to uh, to have a significant other that already came from uh, the world of relationship wellness. I didn't. I learned a ton. I feel far, far more equipped to have a good relationship with someone now than I did for most of my life. And I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that. Because why is it that someone like me, and I'm guessing a lot of people that are listening to this who, are, who have done well in their careers, who are good parents, who are generally considered themselves good people, why haven't we invested enough time to understand how to do love better? Why is that that right. it's some, somehow where it's assumed that we should just know it? I mean, you don't. Why would you? It, it's like any other skill. If you want to be good at it, it requires work and it requires knowledge um well, and
1: there's a couple of different things there um and i'm gonna weigh in for a second so you can take a breath um <laughs> which is that people learn how to be in relationship by the relationships that are role modeled to them mm-hmm. we are in second and third generation of broken houses broken families if yours isn't somebody that you know the neighbors your best friends somebody is um there is the generational dysfunctions that are being passed on there is people learn either i'm going to emulate or i'm going to do just the opposite and neither one is really right because each generation has its own idiosyncrasies it has its own challenges it has its own set of outer planets and its astrology charts. Um, it, it has things, which means what worked for the couple of the 50s is not going to work for the couple of the 70s is not going to work for the couple of the 90s. You just you, there, there are generational shifts and things that play with it. I, I believe that this is an app that is going to really grow in popularity over time, especially with your 20 and 30 somethings. I think your 50s and 60s will struggle a little bit more. They don't want to turn to an app for love for most of the time unless they're rebooting like you rebooted after a 22-year relationship and a 20-year marriage, I believe you said, and you rebooted and you wanted to do it better next time. Unfortunately, we are trained oftentimes that you reach a certain age in your life and you're just ready to start preparing for death that you don't <laughs> learn it well. You can't just reset. Um, and it's a fallacy. Our IQ, they have now proven goes up with age. Um, and in fact, if you wanna stay young, you wanna learn new things, you wanna expand. But so I think I think that it's very interesting when you do that. I have two questions. One is, cause I'm not exactly sure when you need to be out of here. So we need to look for you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so first question is that um, if somebody like me, because I don't look at this as any kind of competition for the work I do. Of course not. Yep. But I would like, I would love to see that in a 2.0 or a 3.0, that if I had certain questions or certain things, would there be a way for the people using the app to add their own questions and stuff that maybe somebody like me has tailored to them that they could somehow work in the app? Do you see that as something that you can do now or that you would be able to do in a future iteration? Question one, I know you, so I'm going to give you both questions at once. You don't <laughs> breathe well and often. Um, question two <laughs> is... Um, it's is, the sleep apnea. Is this a uh, is this a uh, an app that is as friendly to same sex couples as opposite sex couples?
2: Great. So I'll start with the second question. You can see my my daughter in the navy outfit behind me. Uh, she's getting married to her uh, girlfriend uh, later this year. Her girlfriend was one of the first people we hired at the company. Uh, we are absolutely uh, very committed to to the principles of love is love. Uh, and so absolutely, I think this app would be uh, would, would find uh, you'd find uh, a, a great use for it, regardless of, uh, of who you love. Um, you know, I, I think the first question is a great question and a, and, a, and, and, and an excellent one. We actually do see ourselves as potentially being complimentary uh, in the case of couples who are in therapy. One challenge a lot of doctors uh, that we've heard a lot about is that. People are given, quote unquote, homework, go and do this or work on that. And the therapist really has a very difficult time measuring how much effort was put into the homework. So as an example, in our app today, Dr. Kevin, you could assign, uh, if someone is working on the appreciation skill, you can assign specific exercises uh, with specific love coins. And uh, you'd be able to see whether or not they've actually worked on, on whatever it is that you assigned uh, and whether they completed it. So there are uh, real applications for therapists that that I think would be very uh, very impactful. In time, we are going to look to create opportunities for uh, more customization, and I think that that's going to come. You know, I I, I do want to touch on the first thing you said, if I could, which was the fact that we are almost always the product of the relationships that we've experienced in our lives, oftentimes our parents' relationships or other adult role models, and that is exactly right, and I think we're also uh, oftentimes – whether uh, we're mindful of that or not, we are impacted by childhood trauma. More than half of adults in the United States have experienced childhood trauma. The numbers are even higher in black and brown communities. Uh, and in any given relationship, because the numbers are so high, as, as many as 70 percent of relationships have one or both members of the relationship who have experienced childhood trauma. Uh, we are very, very mindful of that. Actually, you know, when people ask us, well, what, what is even the purpose of having, uh, you know, the mood uh, you know, this, this mood thing going through the back of the house, right? So what is the reason that I need to see my partner's mood here or that I would need to go in here to see my partner's mood or to read what my partner wrote to explain why they're feeling the way that they're feeling? Um, the answer is simple. People who have experienced trauma oftentimes have experienced that they, they have seen people that they love not being respected and expressing their feelings, which causes people to hold back. Uh, and oftentimes it's the holding back that creates distance between us and our significant other. And so we actually created that particular feature very mindfully for people who have experienced trauma and who may struggle to say, hey, here's how I feel. And here's why I feel this way. We also believe, because I think you're right, it's oftentimes we, de- we, we say something, it's received a certain way. We, we maybe intended it for it to be received completely differently. Um, it's important for people to be able to receive whatever it is that we're uh, delivering and in, in, in hopefully look at what is, what is the word, whatever it is that we're telling them uh, from a place of giving us the benefit of the doubt and not assuming uh, bad intent. Uh, so one of the really cool things that we're building in the app version uh, 2.0 of this app is going to have a chat product that's going to give people immediate reactions to whether we think what they're writing to their partners because about 80% of communication nowadays is in writing uh, is helpful to their relationship or harmful to their relationship because a lot of people cause harm unwittingly. So the objective is to try to take out as much conflict through more and better communication with an awareness to the fact that we are almost always a product of whatever it is that we've experienced and we're in the relationship with us, are our parents, Maybe our grandparents, certainly our partners, parents and grandparents or other relationships they've with
1: Well, you know, there's a couple of things there. On one hand, I can see the benefit of the safety of being able to write something versus trying to find the words and say it, especially when you're dealing with traumas that may, if you're dealing with any kind of traumas that have shame wrapped up into them, then mm-hmm. oftentimes the shame will stop you from saying what you need to say or moving forward now on the other side the double-edged sword of that is there is a large window of, of of possibility and we see it happen all the time um in text where people don't get the nuances that exist in voice and they can't tell that somebody is trying to be funny or trying to joke or being uncomfortable and, you know, and people have gotten a little better at using emojis. But I mean, I know couples where, I mean, their relationship went to hell in a handbasket through text lines. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, 20 years ago, I never heard of that. 10 years ago, I didn't hear about it. Now I hear about it on a semi-regular basis and, you know, and then, there is also understanding, I one of my areas of specialty is ADD and ADHD, I have several books out on that. And that whole coupledom thing adds a unique spin on this and I can see where this could be very beneficial for somebody who is either one or both people are gifted because my books are called Managing the Gift. I do not look at it as a disease or disability. Um, and, uh, but I look at that this, this could be a very powerful tool, um, from, from that perspective as well. I mean, I'm liking a lot of what you say, you're making me curious on some things and obviously because I haven't experienced it, but I, I do like, I mean, when you're at a place where you go, you as you, as the person working with the people, can get approval from the people if they have the app to actually be delivering things into the app, and the couples have to give the permission and can withdraw it, I can see how that would truly intensify the healing process in a positive way. And it will make it harder to hide because a lot of times in therapy, you, you will find that, that, that without realizing they're doing it, couples try to play, will try to play games when they don't want to deal with their own stuff.
0: <laughs> Which That's is right. what And,
2: I, and look, I mean, I, I, the first skill that, that we think is so critical is curiosity, uh, because a lot of times uh, what, where we start is in assuming we know where our partner is, we anticipate what our partner is gonna say Uh, We think we know why they feel the way that they feel. Um, And we spend a lot of time defending and arguing and oftentimes inadvertently shaming, blaming. Uh, Curiosity is the greatest and most important skill that we hope to be able to teach people. Um, Just about every circumstance where you can get people to stop playing games. Recognize that the only game that you should be playing is the game of how do we get to a place where we love each other more and better? because nobody wins if one bo- if one person is right. It's about trying to understand what your partner's experiencing. It's also about trying to recognize something that, I don't know why I missed this for so long. I know I think a lot of us do. There is no one reality. There is what I see out of my eyes and hear out of my ears. If I'm able to hear, I'm actually half deaf, so I only hear out of one. Uh, and what I experience, what I feel, what I touch. My partner also, has their experiences, their set of eyes, their set of ears, their nose, their touch, and whatever they're seeing and experiencing is just as real. And being able to understand that and be curious and say, well, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling this way? What are you experiencing? Why are you experiencing this way? And not feel defensive, not feel, uh, not, not need to judge, but, but need to understand and love and support. That's an incredibly powerful skill. And that's the very first mm-hmm. skill that people coming into the app are going to be exposed to. And I think that's hopefully going to set them on the course of being interested in learning the rest of the positive things that we uh, hope to teach them.
1: I think that one of the things, and obviously if Elmer or Rain have any questions they want to get in, um, they'll they'll jump in because they know I'll carry it to the till when you
2: check out. And, and I'm um, going gonna, gonna to give you about a two-minute warning. That's all right. I'm, I'm running a little late, but a, a couple more minutes. I'd love to stay on for a couple more minutes. After, okay. So that works for you guys. Um, And I'll be happy to come back. Yep. So um,
1: oftentimes when I work with people, as I'm working with a couple, it's like, I don't want you to question or deny or stuff that that's what they heard. I want you to say, why did they hear that? Why Mm -hmm. did they hear that? Because, you know, one of the first things is uh, that I teach couples that I work with is you may both speak English, but you don't speak the same language. Mm -hmm. Your words don't mean the same things. They have a whole set of history and experience that means that a phrase or words or even a syntax could mean something completely different to them than what you experienced it from. And so it's so important to say you, you know, so... It doesn't make any difference that that's not what I meant. My job is to understand why, when I said this, you heard that, so that I can learn how to say what I need to say in a way you can hear it, and and learn each other's language. The other thing that you mentioned that I, you know, I, I refer to sometimes as yesterday's breakfast table is it's very easy to stop. Seeing your per the person that you're across the table at breakfast with for years. And then realize one day that they are no longer who that person was and you missed that whole thing. And so they're stuck, or you're stuck in yesterday's breakfast table. And so no matter what they're that. saying, you heard what they said. So uh, I will be interested to see if if there's a way in which this app can 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 highlight that i mean i know what i do personally with with my my clients but it's also very well geared to that couple that history you know to to bring them back and and say i need to know who you are today who you were yesterday is kind of sort of irrelevant at this point
2: i was there for yesterday And, and you know what a lot of people uh wake up, uh, and it's, it's, it's late. Uh, and a lot of damage has been caused and a lot of harm and pain have been caused. It's really hard to come back, which is why our app is ideally for people who are not quite at a place where they have caused so much harm in their relationship that it's really hard to come back. We see our app as a maintenance app. It's, it's the app that you should have if you're in a new relationship or a relationship that's a few years old or a relationship where, uh, you know, hopefully you are committed to, uh, to, to staying close to each other. You're not, you're trying to avoid, uh, the pain and difficulty of trying to come back from something, um, it's, you know, an ounce of prevention, right? This is a classic case, in, in my opinion, of a lot of us when it comes to our relationships are taking way too much for granted, uh, do not bring our best into our relationship. We leave our best at, at the workplace or, or maybe in, in, in our parenting or in other areas of our lives. And then we wonder why we're not happy or why our partner's not happy or why we're not having as much sex or why we're not as close. These things are all interrelated And, uh, you know, and our hope is to help people see that earlier and be able to get in front of it.
1: Well, you know, I encourage people, especially people, because I've been in practice for so long now, that if I've helped somebody walk out of a relationship, that when they go to get involved again, it's almost a foregone conclusion that we're going to have several meetings as soon as that relationship becomes serious before they hit the first set of problems. What can we do? preventatively where can we haul the baggage up on the table and look at it so we can avoid you know falling into it
2: but absolutely
1: i know you're running late so i don't want to yeah. want to extend you past uh what's uh what's comfortable for you uh it's our dot love we'll make sure we leave a link or something yeah. that, that's an albert thing to do um and uh you and rain will figure out when you're gonna come back on and i have to i have to see if my husband will actually do the app with me so i i have already volunteered and i'm not sure if he's gonna say yes or not but
2: uh well you don't have to have him on you can start it on your own you can see what you think and then hopefully uh your your enthusiasm will get him interested. and I, I appreciate have i appreciate having the opportunity to be on as I come back, I, I look forward to sharing some, some insights with you where it's, it's been really, really interesting. We're seeing really great downloads and the number of downloads are, are increasing every week. And, and uh, it's really interesting to see the demographics of the people joining. Uh, and uh, in time, we're gonna have some really interesting data on how different groups are using the app. And I, I look forward to coming back and, and telling you guys more about it. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been, it's been fun. All right, take care.
0: Bye. So I've been kind of going through it while he was talking. It's interesting for sure. Like, where was this, you know, 25 years ago when everywhere I went, there I was, but I didn't know I was there.
1: Uh, 25 years ago, they didn't have apps, honey.
0: I know, but somebody could have had a book or something that said, you know, people used to say, everywhere you go, there you are. Okay, I understand that statement, but what does that really mean when you get down to the... Intimate mechanics of what's what what are you saying? Say directly to me what you mean everywhere I go there I am tell me what that means. I mean, I know that now, but I'm almost a thousand
1: Hey, you know 25 years ago. I was in practice. You just didn't know you know You know come ask me.
0: (laughs) I didn't know you were in practice five years ago If I hadn't found loving Martin and Elmer, I still wouldn't know you were in practice. (laughs) No,
1: oh, oh, oh. the information was out there. You just didn't stumble across it.
0: Well, that's because I didn't have a computer. And if I did, I'm sure I was avoiding it as long as possible. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. I'm waiting for the rotary phone. Everybody that knows me knows that's a thing. You're waiting for
1: the rotary phone to come back? <laughs>
0: yes. That- yes.
1: <laughs> oh, my. So... What were your thoughts, Mr. Elmer? Uh,
3: It looks really good. I actually texted it to Rachel, I think. uh, And she she said she was excited to take a look at it. So I don't know if she'll get to it before we have, but I might have her feedback as well to add to the show.
0: I think it's a good app not only for, you know, love relationships. It's a good app for friendship relationships because a lot of times people don't know why friends don't stay friends. And it's because you're not speaking the same language as friends either. Yeah. It's got some interesting questions in there, some thought-provoking questions.
1: Yeah. I haven't even had a chance to, to look at it, to be honest. And um, uh, you two got to look at it. I was busy grilling, uh, grilling towel.
0: I like it. Now, if we're going from the... This is ending towards the beginning. Isn't there like the opening question now? Let's start like in a world of devices.
1: So let's start with those questions. And I'm going to disappear from the camera for just a second, but I can hear you. I okay. Just- grab something. So, how are you, Ms. Rain? Fill us in on the glorious life of the fundraiser.
0: Oh, it was busy and fun and um, emotional, as it always is. You know, you find a bunch of survivors together, and then you learn everybody's story. Um, one of the biggest stories that uh, inspired me is a young lady there who was 16, and I think at 14, there was uh, she had a certain kind of cancer and it was in her bones, and uh, they gave her the option to amputating her leg, which she did. And you would never know because she is so spirited and she's got this bright dancing light in her eyes and Libby is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Many other survivors up there, uh, two-time survivors or just finished everything and then all of a sudden they were second, there was a second diagnosis or newly diagnosed for the third time. So just the understanding of what people are fighting with and living with and dealing with and their caretakers and supporters and friends and people who don't understand. Um, For Pink Warriors of Texas, Julie Moser, who's got this together, this is her baby. This organization is just growing and she brings people out, you know, at the expense of the organization gives everybody swag bags and shirts and brings out Lolita Frazier, who is a young woman that had her own traumas. Um, and she started a company called Strut Walk and she goes to runways and uh, all sorts of um, events to teach people how to walk proud in their pain. So you could put it behind you. And she's amazing. Um, it, it, was, it was amazing. Obviously, very exhausting, because it always is when you're dealing with a lot of that. But to watch the women and the one gentleman, Colonel Santiago Bueno, who had throat <laughs> cancer, to watch them, you know, a lot of people come in and they're embarrassed. You know, the women who have had, you know, a single mastectomy or a double. And, you know, and just like, where is that girl that was inside? And to watch Lolita with her strut walk and strut talk raise their shoulders back and when it's time to get on the runway with these dresses that are donating these beautiful gowns make sure you watch the show if you can it's not very long but it is very beautiful it it was just excellent i'm exhausted i just got back but it it was incredible as they always are and i'm so glad that we're all fighting to stay here
1: well my sister is a survivor of breast cancer and we just took her out for her birthday, Jeff and I did, because she just had her birthday on Thursday. And she's doing one of the breast cancer walks that's been going on for a long time um, in South Carolina in October. And I'm, I'm talking to her and potentially making arrangements to actually go down and walk with her. And uh, there's like a whole group of people. I'm I'm still playing with schedule, but um, you know, if not this year, next year. But okay, I like to try to. So I try like to try to support her, uh, uh, you know, her efforts, and not just by donating money, but be
0: mm-hmm.
1: be there, like right there. Almer, what are you doing these days? What's up for you? <laughs> Taxes. Taxes, that's about it.
3: <laughs> well, you and I are in a few weeks um, closing on a duplex.
1: Yay!
0: Everything is. Is it in Maine?
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep.
3: So. Well,
0: tell me this duplex that's on the water. I mean, is a penthouse? I mean, just I'm closing on a duplex. Uh, details.
3: Oh, no, it's now it's in downtown Lewiston. Uh, it's you know, it's a place for us to start. It's it's mm-hmm. huge though, it's 3,700 square feet. Oh, um, wow! Yeah, and it's got, it's got uh, 0.19 acres, which is large for downtown as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a place for me to live and we'll work on it, fix it up, and then you know, move on to a a bigger place, better place, you know, eventually on the coast be great to afford, to be able to afford the multi-unit on the coast, you know.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, that's excellent news. I love that.
1: Yes, and I actually spent the day with a friend of mine that's very much involved in city and state governments and does things like, you know, assessing, and I mean, does all that stuff, somebody you know. and I was telling her about this property and she said, as soon as you get it, get the subdivision done because it's big enough that we could do the, do the other property, uh, like create a second property that could be built on because there's so much land. But she was like, even if you pay a little more taxes, do it now because those things change over time. And if you wait, you could find that they'll do rezoning and suddenly mm-hmm. you won't be able to do it. But if you've got it done they can't take it back so she said as soon as you own the property subdivide it on paper so that you know that no zoning is going to come in and make a shift and suddenly it's no longer viable so i just want to pass that on because i was hanging out with her today so I, my my exciting news I, it's not gonna kind of sound exciting to anyone else but me I'm sure but I have managed to get my frozen shoulder melted enough it's not a hundred percent it's probably at 80 85 it's I'm um, being able to do things I couldn't do before that I have been able to start working out with my mirror again. yay doing that. In fact, today I did a Tai Chi, I did a kickboxing, and I did a meditation, meditation stretch. So I got in over an hour worth of workout time and burned seven or 800 calories. And so I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, we're starting to, we're, we're, we're coming back. We're coming
0: back. That's exciting. Exciting because you know when a part of our body isn't working the way it used to, it, uh, it it creates all these limitations that you didn't think about. So it's good to see you getting ready to go swim the English Channel.
1: Well, and you know, I mean, not that I was ever a big runner, but I would enjoy. You know, I'm a big walker, but I would enjoy doing some runs. And I found I couldn't even run with the shoulder because the bouncing. Yeah. So was like, and I and. I even tried to do my Tai Chi, which you wouldn't think would be all that stressful, but some of the motions I couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I was just babying it, and I certainly couldn't do the kickboxing, but I'm like, okay, oh, oh, there we go. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I'm
0: excited. But, By the time I see you, we should be able to like handstand together or something.
1: Oh, well, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm <laughs> You know, my my goal is to get in five workouts on the mirror a week is is my targeted goal right now, and I think this week I got in nine.
0: Excellent. Um, and just so you know, by handstand I mean hand standing around the glass having wine. Just ah! so you know, that's my version of handstand. <laughs> So, if, if one arm doesn't work, I'll, I'll give it to you through a straw.
1: <laughs> hey, I have got some, some very pretty rainbow shiny type of plastic wine glasses that go in the hot tub with us.
0: You know <laughs> what? I just need to get myself you know, a bathing all.
1: suit. Huh? What? Uh, what do you need?
0: A bathing suit.
1: Eh, optional.
0: Uh. Okay, <laughs> you'll be sorry. <laughs> Elmer's like, I don't even know what's happening on this show anymore. Do we ever? <laughs> so you know, I have a question for Elmer before you ask him something. When's he moving in? To the your new to to your quadplex.
3: I'm not until October, the end of okay. October, because I I'm I have a lease here through the end of October, so.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Just setting up my dates and knowing what suitcase to pack.
3: (laughs) this Yeah, this place needs some work. That's why, you know, we get it at a good price. Um, But yeah, I think it has a lot of great potential though.
0: I'm excited. I love that. Yes, it's that,
1: it's that movement to, as I always tell people, the multiple streams of income. Right, right. And I want
0: to get in on this at some point. We've done it, stopped it, getting ready to redo it again.
1: So that is good. So I'm going to, unless anybody else has something to share, I dug out, and I did it especially because I was going to do it before we brought him on. I was like, I'm going to read a poem out of Angst, Drama Queens, and Victimhood a collection of love poetry. I thought, this is perfect. I'm going to pick a poem out of there (laughs) and read it before we bring on our dot love app expert. But of course, we got flipped. So he's long gone, but I was going to share one because we're having some lovely spring weather here. Here too. I have a poem called Our Greetings to Spring. Would you like to hear it? Running through the grass, I grasp your hand, a vibrant smell of spring takes hold. My hands reach for the crisp blue sky. Stretching out winter's discomforts, your hands slide over my thigh, up and over my bare chest, enclosing me in your grasp. I smell the sunshine in your hair and taste the sea in your lips. We frolic through fields of newborn dandelions and the crickets chirp as I love you. The sun streams down on your arch body, warming it to my touch. I nibble hungrily at your neck, as hungrily as I breathe the fresh air. We lay together as the colors of the sunset reach across the sky, fingers pulling down the shades of the day. We run from cooling fields into waking woods as night sounds fill the air and entwined fingers provide safety. Crackling logs warm bodies as we stretch on a fur rug. I sip from cool, fresh waters. The smell of day gives way to the smell of supper. I nibble at the meal as I look across a flickering candle into your wanting eyes. Warm and well-fed, I curl by the fire, your soft skin against mine. Your hair still sparkles with sunshine. Your eyes still show blue skies. Caftans slide over our smooth skin. We walk through the night reaching our field. Night animals again are starting their routine of daily work under moon's sleepy light. We fall victims as the nightingales sung us lullaby, awakening as the sun breaks slowly. I hear the morning larks greet the sun in their own way, melting together under morning's first ray. I know we will spend an eternity of beautiful days. Welcome spring.
0: That is so beautiful. Which book is that in the direct but is that one on the side? Can I buy that when I get there?
1: You yep.
0: have to sign it. Okay. Sign it, it and put it aside for me so I don't forget.
1: Yes, that's Angst, Drama Queens, and Victimhood, a collection of love poetry, which you can get in the uh, which you can get at Amazon.com. So our our listeners know didn't have any comments today which is very unusual
3: well don't you don't you know do you know why i said i want to thank the academy neither one of you today's the oscars they're on right now
0: yeah so what watched the oscars in like 30 years
3: <laughs> well apparently, a lot, until we our, apparently there. a lot of our
0: listeners do ah so they'll see it later which would right. explain why somebody asked me how do they get the love app from Instagram right now? So there must be a break in something or something. Got it. Got okay. it. Well, we've got some good folks coming up too. I mean, we always do, but we got Anna Vicino coming back on, which I'm excited about because she released another book and she has like a million and a half followers and some new spices. And she thinks she's going to actually do a presentation while she's on the show this time. I love it. Yeah, so I probably need to buy the new Eat Happy book, It, you know, I'm always out of town, so Yeah. And next
3: next week's guest is Mary Ashby. She yeah. is the VP, original VP for Primerica.
0: Yeah, she can set some people's financial things in order because you could be in love and you could be in love in yourself and all that good stuff, but if you are broke or you don't know how to manage your money. And I've been there coming from a family where, you know, money is adult talk and children stay in the child's place and mind your own business. And the only way to learn how to go out and, you know, manage things is to fail. And then you'll figure it out. That's a very poor way of teaching how to handle your finances. And it put me way behind the eight ball at a very young age. And I mean way behind. So if we can put that in perspective, and Mary Ashby was someone who put us way ahead of the eight ball with very simple steps. And because it can be overwhelming. People are like, oh I can't I can't save any money. I'm you know robbing Peter to pay Paul and I want her to talk about in her simplistic ways. She's super wonderful as a person. And you know if people can, you know, maybe bounce back from the pandemic or, you know, being unemployed, then we've done another kind of inspiring show.
1: Absolutely. Well, speaking of which we're over time.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. we're
3: over time with your poem. I figured we, we could just close out the show slowly in a little overtime, but I'm going to play us out now.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening to the laughing, loving into live show. If you enjoyed this episode, and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me A Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive, you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive, and on Facebook at Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thanks again, and see you next time.